Hey everyone, I am Josh. I'm Jack. And this week, our guest for the first episode is Mr. Dave Polachek. So, we're going to play our theme. We're going to get right back into it. You're listening to Magic City Neighbors on the mic, where we talk to your Barberton neighbors about their stories, their insights, and what gets them laughing. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And now, to the show. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. We are really excited to start this podcast. This is the first episode that we're going to dive into here. First off, I want to let you know this week's sponsor is Pedal Stomper Productions. Anything from senior portraits to corporate videos to yes, even video podcast studios. Pedal Stomper Productions is your photo and video partner. Visit www.pedalstomperproductions.com for more information and we'll have their link in the description or show notes for today's show. Now, to dive into this, to give you a little introduction here, I am Josh Trokey. I am the owner of Pedal Stomper Productions. We now have the studio here in Barberton. And with this, I wanted to make sure that we got people to come in and talk. And one of those people is the guy sitting next to me here. Hey, everybody. I'm Jack Hornack. I'm a senior at Barberton High School, and I'm also part of our TV studio program. And Jack being part of that is part of the reason why he's here. But we're super excited as we have Mr. Dave Polachek here. And Dave, do you do anything in Barberton? Or have you done anything in Barberton? Well, I ride my bicycle once in a while, um, other than that. Uh, no, actually, uh, I'm a citizen of Barberton. I've been in, uh, lived in Barberton since 1987. Um, <clears throat> graduated at Norton High School, got my bachelor's degree from University of Akron. Um, and currently, for the last 27 years, I've been with the Barberton Fire Department. So, I'm, I'm just a few a, things. I'm currently a captain and a fire marshal for the city. And I'm also uh, on the Barberton School Board. I'm the vice president right now. And I'm in my fourth term. Wow. So yeah, it, when people, I mean, there's, when I filmed with the firemen before, there was right. a reason why a number of guys called you Mr. Barberton. And that's, <laughs> and I did the scouting program for about 40 years as well. So oh, that's all. Yeah. 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 Oh, Among so other things. Up and you know. yeah. yeah. Just a couple of things here and there. So to me, I'm going to ask some fireman questions Sounds here. Great. And so now that you're, you're, you're fire marshal captain, you said, mm -hmm. correct? Correct. So what is that job kind of entail? Okay. That's a good question. Um, so basically it's, we take care of all the inspections in the city of Barberton. Uh, we go around and make sure the businesses are, um, they're up to com code compliant, which are based upon what the fire code is and the state fire code. Um, we also do any fire investigations. Um, we actually had two house fires today and we did two investigations today. Um, I'm also the public information officer. So any type of press release or, um, interview with the, the media, I take care of that. I'm also the public education coordinator. So we go out and spread the word about fire safety and life safety. Um, I do have three teams that work with me wow. and uh, it's really, really great to me. I mean, so what makes Barberton different as so from, from that aspect, I mean, I know, and, and to me, I see it as, okay, the, the first question is you're going to get is the, Hey, you're the guy that comes in that tells us we're not up to code and you're, right. you're, you're the big jerk. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> well you know, and, and it's, it's funny. Cause you know, that yes and no. So I, what I try to, I try to explain to, um, the business owner, you know, you have an investment, you have a business, you might have a building. Yeah. Um, you've invested a lot of time and a lot of money. 
So you want to protect that investment. So that's number one. You know, safety is what it's all about. And when you explain to a business owner that, hey, we're here to help you, you know, to make sure that, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to lose your business because you, you, your insurance is going to dictate, you know, your, your rates, you know, what it costs you to be in business. And if you are in compliance, that helps your insurance rates. So, I mean, do you do anything to make it easier or simpler for businesses to come in? Because I mean, I realize that in a lot of cases that's, I mean, there's tough stuff to look at, but what can be done to, I guess I would say attract businesses and stuff to Barbara. Well, it's a matter of, well, you start with the whole zoning and making sure that the, whatever business does come in fits the neighborhood, fits the area. You know, obviously we don't want a nuclear power plant to show up and set up next to Lake Anna. You know, while that would be amazing (laughs) to bring in a lot of jobs, you know, you don't, you don't want something like that because you know, you're in the middle of community, you know, there's, there's some things that are in, involved in with where you can and what you can have in certain things, but it's got to be safe. So people can walk around, you know, you're supposed to be at least 36 inches, but supposed to be 39 inches for your aisleways as you're walking around, you know, and trust me, I get some complaints about some businesses saying, Oh, it's really crowded in here. And that's part of my job is to go out and just take a look. And, you know, a lot of this stuff is temporary, you know, cause they're doing a floor move or they've got some new stock coming in. And I just, you know, I casually mentioned that, Hey, you might want to, you know, Keep that clearance, that aisle a little bit open. But the big thing is make sure the exits are blocked. That's a huge one. And, you know, just, hey. And and, and the easy way I, I kind of tell or suggest, you know, hey, why don't you paint a little yellow line around that exit so that way you know, you know, your employees are not to put anything within that yellow line. It's like a caution circle or something like that. And that helps a lot. And it's a bucket of paint. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, and the same thing, you know, like storage, storage close to the ceiling. You know, people are always stacking stuff up and you have a certain height you're supposed to be if you have a sprinkler. Okay. You know, I have a sprinkler and I, I told the one gentleman or suggested, hey, why don't you paint a line all the way around, you know, so many inches down and just tell your employees you can't go above a line. That's a great idea. So, <laughs> so do again, you work with new businesses that are coming in? Yeah, we work. To- so I work with new businesses, established businesses and potential businesses. So what's the potential side? Um, that? that sounds interesting. Yeah, the potential side is interesting. So um, let's say, you know, somebody wants to come in and make widgets. Okay. And they want to have Sound a widget good. factory. So what they have to do with the widget factory, they have to submit a set of plans to the, the zoning commission and a planning commission. And they look to see if, you know, it'll fit where it's supposed to go. And the building department also gets a set of plans and they look at to make sure that it's compliant. They send it off to their certified plan people that they look at it and they're engineers and they make sure that the plans are code compliant. And then I get a copy to make sure they're fire compliant as well. And it, it kind of starts that way. And so you kind of talk a little bit about it. Hey, you know, think about this, think about that. And, you know, what did you think about this? And uh, the majority of the time architects are pretty much up on it. They understand what the codes are and things like that. So it's not like it's a big uh, in your face thing. Once they, you know, start, you know, doing bricks and mortar, they kind of understand what's going on. Um, and then as, a, as it progresses, you know, we do site visits and we make sure things are, you know, what they said they were going to be. Because, you know, oh, we were going to put in a, you know, it was going to be a floral shop and now it's going to be an acid dipping, uh, rim dipping place. Those are similar. It, it, you know, you know, <laughs> I can see the mix I, up, I, yeah. I, and I can, see how, and yeah. I can see how somebody might get confused, you know. It's not a hard thing to mess <laughs> exactly, up. Exactly, you know. Yeah. So, and again, it's, it's one of those things to make sure that, that they're doing exactly what they said they were going to do. And, you know, again, things do change and you have to be, you know, on the fly sometimes. But again, it's education and trying to come up with solutions that are amicable because the, the end result is yes, we want to be safe, but we want to make sure we have businesses in town and you know, they're contributing because they're, they're why we're here. 
Yeah. You know, very much so. When, when you sit and talk to people and you explain, you get a lot farther, you get a lot further rather than coming in going, Hey, you know, screaming and yelling is, you know, that's old school. It doesn't go very well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, everybody's been really, really wonderful. Who wouldn't let you in Dave? I mean, that's that uh, it's just you. It's just you. Speaking of which though, speaking of the education component, I was going to touch on your school board position. Sure. So would you like to tell us a little bit about that and how you are working with the public schools on the school board? Yeah. So um, school board sets policy and basically they set policy for the schools and they hire the, they have two jobs, hire the treasurer and hire the superintendent. And then to make sure that, you know, they do their jobs and we're mm-hmm. basically their boss. Okay. Um, so that's a lot of fun sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, I will, I will tell you this, uh, working with the district, um, I was, I've been involved in this district. This is my fourth term. I was off a turn. So for a term, so basically 20 years. So 20 years ago, you know, there was a group ahead of me or behind me and, you know, we saw a need of, Hey, we'd love to have some new schools. We'd love to have some, some new opportunities. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. You know, my last term that, that I would just finished up and I'm just starting the second or the fourth term. There were a lot of projects that were started 16 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, 18 years ago. And it's cool to see it come out, yeah. you know, and I tell you what, we've got the most tremendous staff. We really do from everything from uh, the people serving the food in the line to the bus drivers, to our custodial staff. I mean, our buildings are, are the high school's 22, 23 years old. Yeah. And you have people come in there and they're amazed at what great shape it's oh, in. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. The idea is to take the kid from the level they were at and take them to the next level mm-hmm. and take that student up to the next level. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. And, I know that's happening. I know learning's happening in Barberton and the opportunities that is the, the four city joint vocational program mm-hmm. is amazing. One of the biggest, yeah, for sure. There's so amazing. many opportunities and stuff. Um, and then the, uh, the college credits. I mean, we had how many get their associate's degree while they were going to in high, high school. school. Yeah. I think we had 20 Crazy. or 22 last year. I mean, that's incredible. That is. And that's what we want to do. You know, we want to make sure they're safe. You know, having the school resource offices in every school is just a blessing. Yeah. And they're the same, same people. Mm-hmm. And to get that positivity between the police and the students, you know, and, and have that structure yeah. in the schools. And it breaks down a lot of barriers, mm-hmm. you know, cause they don't get a, an easy, easy chance, the cops nowadays. And that's unwarranted. Yeah. We've got a great police force here. I've, I've known these guys my whole life. I knew I worked at Blossom for 25 years. I knew every summit kind of deputy for, for the last 30 years, you know, yeah. and a lot of good people coming through, but to have that in there and there's a lot of districts that don't, they hire, you know, anybody from any of the police department to come in and just sit, Yeah, you know, and I'm sure, you know, a couple of the officers, mm-hmm. they're very interactive. Everhart. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And, they're, one ours, and yeah. they're interactive. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the one gentleman, he, he makes uh, chalk drawings <laughs> and has the kids do drawings and he passes out stuff. I mean, it's just, you know, officer doing COVID. stuff to make you feel comfortable oh, oh, it's and amazing. Such in the and, school. And it really does help. So yeah, again, it's one of those great things that the schools do offer. Mm-hmm. You know, and our sports program is great. Our arts program, you know, Triam Arts Festivals this Beautiful. weekend. Yep. Yep. And, Saturday. And they're going to do a showing here that afterwards. They are. And I'll tell you what, I, every time I go to that arts festival, I just, all the way from kindergarten, preschool, all the way up Amazed. the talent and it's every aspect. And that's what I love about being on the board. I really do. It's, it's seeing the change, being a part of that. Yeah. Just a small part of that. Cause again, it comes down to the team and yeah. building consistency and then building, you know, and it, like I tell everybody, you're everybody's one heartbeat away from the next position. 
So I'm comfortable that if somebody suddenly leaves, we can fill that position and, and keep going and we won't have to you know, slow, down. slow down a lot. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, what's great. Then I wanted great. to touch too. Sure. So talking about like all of the good things that we have going on in the high school, where mm-hmm. do you see, what do you see in the future for all oh. these schools and like what bright spots do you think we could? So there, there's a program that, that we've been playing around with trying to get established and it's kind of going called year 13 and year 13 is one of these things where kids and adults that have been out, maybe they went to school for a year or two in college and they said, eh, not for me. Mm-hmm. And they can come back and maybe get an associate's degree or something else that's available through like something with a four city joint vocational, mm-hmm. um, our preschool program, the same thing. You know, we, we love to expand that more. We're kind of size limited. So you got to try to expand uh, or look explore different avenues for that. Yeah. Four city compact, um, programs are unlimited. You know, it's just a matter of finding the buildings, finding the teachers. Oh yeah. But when something comes up, we try to address it. And that's, what's great. You know, between Walter Norton Copley and us, man, I'll tell you what, they're, everybody's on board. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's truly amazing. And I, I see us just, you know, Barberton's one of those communities where we truly are a small town. Yeah. And somebody said last night, we're one of the most generous communities out there. Once there's a need, it gets filled. Agreed. Yeah. And it's just, you don't see that. And I, I, it's just one of those things. I got so many stories about stuff like mm-hmm. that, but yeah. Yeah. That's a, one of which we may touch on here in a mm-hmm. second. So we are going to shoot some rapid fire questions okay. at you that some of them came in through Facebook, other okay. social media, stuff like that. So the first one I got is uh, there's the Esther Ryan spaghetti dinner. And I know you said it's 27 years at the fire department. Yeah. I've been 27 years. Um, do you know the spaghetti sauce recipe for the Esther Ryan dinner? No, they won't even let me in the kitchen to cook it. Um, I believe we have some video of that. That's coming mm-hmm. out from the fireman's union. And I was actually weeks. interviewed by the beacon about two or three years ago about that. And the same thing came up and uh, it was, uh, we thought it was going to be a little two sentence article and it ended up being the front page, half the page. Wow. And it was a <laughs> big deal. <laughs> it was a big deal. But you and you what? didn't have the recipe. Oh, of course not. I don't have the recipe. That's, nope. that's tough. And I get asked that all the time. <laughs> yeah. And then another one, I'm also very interested in this. What's the number one dinner food that firemen are always hungry for when you're on the job? Whatever's on sale. <laughs> so a lot of people don't so whatever's cheap well yeah and a lot of people don't understand that you know the firemen pay for their own food mm-hmm. so what happens is they they figure out what's on sale or what's going on they'll go to the store and buy it and then we split the cost okay and then you usually up that cost 50 cents to a buck and that goes into a, a fund and then when we have a holiday then it's a free holiday meal oh, so nice. so or it's a minuscule amount of a holiday meal but we pay for our own toast our own coffee really yeah and so whatever's cheap yeah, whatever's cheap. And there are some specialties. Now, I will tell you that some firefighters are not allowed to touch anything in the kitchen but the dishes. And that's okay. <laughs> that's um, that's for, once again, I believe we had a conversation earlier about safety. Yeah, exactly. Safety. Sure. Sure. Let's go <laughs> Let's go with the safety thing. Yeah. So the, another, another question that came in. So this, this speaks right to the fire marshal in you. So is a home insulated with foam insulation a higher burn risk? See, and I looked that one up because I, I kind of got a little inkling of that when I looked into it. The, what I can tell you is because of what the material it's made of, it will throw off a lot more smoke. And a lot more acrid smoke. Okay. So can I say it's a more rapid fire or spreads? I, I, I don't have the answer to that. 
But all I know is if it does go, it's a lot smokier. You know, it's like a, it's a petroleum base usually. And petroleum base is usually, you know, more smoke. off a, a, th- a really thicker smoke. Makes sense. So, sure. And then, um, why did you be, decide to become a fireman? Like, why what, did I decide to become a fireman? What irked you to just. Well, you know, the interesting thing is I think it's one of those, every little kid likes to be, you know, see the fire trucks and all yeah. that cool thing. Um, I actually was going down the road of electronics. My brother was a big uh, in electronics. And so I was going to do that. And then I said, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go to school, you know, cause they, they were pushing college big time. Now I was fortunate enough to get a four year, four year full ride scholarship. Um, and I stayed local cause it was just me and my mom at that point. Uh, my father passed away when I was 11 years old. So, and I was the youngest of five. Um, so I stuck around and I went to school and I'm like, what do I want to do when I grow up? Well, Hey, you know, radio is cool. I want to be a DJ. So, uh, I actually got a broadcasting degree. I was on the air for three years and, uh, I liked music. I really liked music, mm-hmm. but concerts were expensive. So I saw an ad one day that said, well, you can work at Blossom Music Center. We'll pay you up to $6 an hour. Holy smoke. A lot. That's a lot of money because yeah. minimum wage is four twenty five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, cool. So I ended up starting out in the parking lot and you'd go in and you park the cars and then you got to go watch the show and you got to come back out and, you know, let the cars out. This is awesome. I'm making 30 bucks a night and I get to go in and see the shows. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah. So anyway, nice. that, that went a few years in one night uh, and I got to know people up there and I'm talking to a, a gentleman who uh, was on the first date squad and he's an Eagle Scout and I'm an Eagle Scout and we were just talking about stuff. Well, all of a sudden he's short. He doesn't have an extra person and he gets a call and he's like, Hey man, you know, first day jump on the cot with me, cart with me and help me out. Oh, okay. Well, I was pretty good at first aid. Um, I had a lot of great uh, scout teachers that, mm-hmm. We learned from a World War II or Korean War ambulance driver. You better know first aid with him. I knew was, you knew. Uh, shout out to Dave yeah. Single, you know, and Gary Vargo, who is also a nurse at the VA. Wow. Um, and then Wayne Brown, who was a barber and firefighter. You know, they taught some first aid classes. They were pretty serious. Yeah. So anyway, um, so I go on this call and blah, blah, blah. And the person's fine. We get him up there. And afterwards, the guy says, hey, did you ever think about becoming an EMT? Yeah, not really. <laughs> you know, I was already graduated college by this point. And he goes, well, if you become an EMT, I'll hire you and I'll pay you 12 bucks an hour. Holy smoke, the devil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I got to be an EMT and uh, the next year I got hired in and did that. And at this, t- at this time, I was a manager of a car wash and a detail shop. I came out and I ended up switching my major. Uh, I, I did the broadcasting, got a ban- business management um, and broadcasting with corporate radio, which killed everything. So, um, which is and, why we're here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so basically, the um, I got to know a bunch of these guys from all over the different fire departments that worked up there. And they're like, you ought to be a fireman. I'm like, well, I thought about it. Well, no. And 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 basically, you take a test and you go from there. So I took a test and I got hired. And the one guy goes, wait a minute. You took one test and got hired. I've been taking tests for the last five years and I can't get a job. So <laughs> it is what it is. And the crazy part is my son now works for that guy down in Canton. So really? we're, we've been friends for 30 years. But, um, so that's, you know, and when I tell that story, when I'm, I'm going around, everybody's like, oh, what's your degree? And, and I'm like, broadcasting. How did you become a fireman with a broadcasting degree? <laughs> so, uh, but it does, it can't kind of comes full circle with the public information officer. The last big rapid fire question we have is what methods do you use to maintain your mustache <laughs> <laughs> with great mustaches come great responsibility. <laughs> right, 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 right. My wife helps a lot. She does keep it trimmed. Um, oh, look at, so you get help. Uh, you have help. help. Oh yeah. Uh, you have live in help for the mustache. Well, you know, live in help for the mustache. That's, that's, but it took forever to get it to this. You know, it just did. So it's been off twice in our marriage in 28 years. And wow. how comfortable is your couch during that time? 
I stayed at the fire station a lot. Good call. <laughs> Good call. Even better. So we've got two, we've each got a question sure. that we're going to ask everyone that comes on the podcast. Perfect. To me, I want to touch the funny side of this. So what is your favorite Barberton folklore slash tale <laughs> slash tall tale slash rumor? I mean, is the Loch Ness Monster in Lake Anna or something of that nature? Lake Anna is bottomless. Come on now. We had a German U-boat that came up through. And, you know, I've heard that story. <laughs> so is that the favorite or what, what is the favorite? That's pretty much my favorite one that. That somehow a German somehow, U-boat. Yeah. And, you know. Made and, it up. Into, and, and mom grew up uh, by the stadium and she's 94. She's still with us. And she laughs every time somebody says that. She's like, oh, those people. Wow. But, wow. you know. They made a wrong turn at Albuquerque, I, I, like Bugs I, I, Bunny. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> and then uh, my question, just to end it off. What do you see as a future for Barbadan as a whole? Where do you see we? Get, where do you see us going? I see a lot of growth. I mean, with things happening, I will tell you this: being involved with new businesses and planning and stuff, there's been five new businesses that have opened in the last four months, wow. and plans for half a dozen more. I mean, plans come across my desk, and of course, I can't talk about it until. It gets going and and that's kind of the, the frustration because people sit there and and bash and do this. And it's like, no, there's actually a lot on the way. Oh yeah. yeah, There's a lot of great things happening. There's a lot of great plans going. I'm excited about the downtown um, with, you know, it's just nice to see people out and about, you know, I think the Lake Anna is such a jewel. It was cool. You know, and I remember as a kid, I never swam in it, but I was one of the last generations that was able to swim in it mm-hmm. um we we lived out in, in norton so we didn't have that you know we didn't come into barber to swim we had a pool right by our house and yeah my friend had his own pool so we kind of stayed there but um i just see that there's a lot more recreation that can happen there and i know there's a lot of plans for uh infrastructure and and helping out that way around the lake um and again it doesn't happen overnight and that's that's what's so frustrating too is people think that oh you come up with a plan you can build it tomorrow no, there's, and when you're dealing with, yeah, well, when you're dealing with grants, sometimes it takes you a year, year and a half, two, three years to get your grants, once you've applied for it mm-hmm. and you finally get all the project done. And, you know, that's one of those things. So I see a lot of development, you know, there's a lot of you know, houses going up. Yeah. Um, and then I see the revitalization of the old neighborhoods too, where um, people are, are investing, buying the houses, you know, they're going to look at a new house that's $300,000. And they're like, but I can buy a house over here for, you know, 95 or 150, put another 40 or 50,000 into it. Bring it right up to that same one. Bring it one. right up to the same one. And I've got, yes, I've got an older structure, but it's just built, say it's built, it's a hundred years old. It's probably going to last another hundred years, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what I see happening a lot um, with the schools, with the community. It's just, we're going up. Yeah, we're, we're continuing definitely. to go up. And that's, that's what I love. And having, you know, younger generation have some buy-in and doing great things as well. It's one of those cool things. And that's what I, I always try to, encourage people to research and read about OC Barber and what he did and what his vision was. That man was amazing. He yeah. is truly amazing. And there's still a lot of cool buildings left that I think there's some cool things that can happen with that too, as well. Yeah. I really feel that. So that's, there's a, there's a good future in looking at the past. <laughs> Absolutely. And that to me is a great mark to leave this on. Dave, I really want to thank you for coming no in this problem. week. Thank you it. for being our Guinea pig. That's awesome. For Appreciate our first it. episode, yeah. Jack, 
Thank you for coming. You know, I even got my hair done for this, too. I know, and it looks wonderful. It looks good, It looks wonderful. Yes. Thank you. Yes, yes. Everyone, make sure that you subscribe, (laughs) like, share. Share this with your neighbors. Obviously, your neighbors are who we are talking to on this. Talking to all of you right now, yeah. We are probably going to be about another week and a half, two weeks out for the next episode. I appreciate you coming along. We will see you guys soon. Thanks for coming along. See ya.